The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. Let me tell you again, tell you again. The pandemic isn't over just because you're over it. you cool cats and kittens okay. <laughs> um, welcome back everyone i realized something um the other day in regards to our last episode that we were definitely just kind of talking about the male gender as the idea that's been presented through uh society for mm, hundreds and hundreds of years and not like you know Genderism is a myth. So that's all. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsies. Quote me on it. Mm-hmm. All right. What are we talk? What are we chatting about today? <clears throat> Education. <laughs> Education. What mm-hmm. about? Oh, you know, what went right? What went wrong? Everything oh, in between, <laughs> all the money lost. No, I'm kidding. We need education reform. <laughs> yeah. He's the right stuff, or at least, like, accurate stuff. Yeah. Um, my I starting th- point. This is my starting point. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Everybody we've all come to learn um, in the past, you know, however long, you know, maybe we've done before. To an extent, but really unboxing that whole whitewashed history that we learn about in our lovely school systems. Yeah, and definitely um, doing that before everybody goes back after this movement to not ignore all the progress that's been made and keep lying to people. (laughs) Lying is not good. I don't know. That's just what one of my teachers told me one time. <laughs> one of my <laughs> teachers. Um, yeah, I think back to my own education. I mean, I went to public school up until, like, I went to a, I had a weird art school thing that some folks started in my town. And I went there for three years. In retrospect, it probably wasn't the best like education (laughs) it was very small it was very like uh grassroots ish um yeah now they were like bought out by like some other people or whatever because they needed money um but then i went to a private catholic high school honestly can't say that i know much about what it's like to be in public education like it could be in a public school since like elementary like I haven't been to public school so what's that like for you guys (laughs) I mean I went to a private catholic school my first few years of schooling so kindergarten to fifth grade and then I was in public school ever since until NU but I was very interesting especially like because like in private catholic school you gotta go like require mass that was always fun 
especially when you like look at the stained glass windows and you're like, that don't look right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I swore the religion books that he was from Middle East, but like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> I understand. To each his own. Not my notes. Okay. Did you guys see <laughs> that TikTok of the guy who was, um, he was like, what was he doing? He was talking to somebody. Oh yeah, he was pretending to be Jesus. Like somebody was painting him, and he was like, "Um, um, why do you guys make me white?" Uh. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like being like painted or something. And he's yeah. Like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like if I'm in a country full of like black people, are y'all gonna paint me black? Why not? Oh, you know what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, just like scientifically, like dark skin is a dominant trait and um, white skin is a recessive trait. So there's no, there's no way, <laughs> there's just no way. So. White people don't belong. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Heather belongs. Heather belongs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did um, anyone else go to private school? Private. I went to private Christian school for two years, which I don't know. I mean, it's it's similar but different. Um, we had like they called it chapel. I remember like every Wednesday, and I had to wear an ugly skirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then um, I was actually behind, so I went to public school the year after that. Um, and I was ahead in the private school. And then when I got to public school in the fifth grade, I was bad at everything <laughs> because they didn't teach it right. Like their curriculum was like not the same. And public school was actually like harder. It was weird. And then I caught up. But that about, I don't know. I kind of agree. I feel like, well, I don't know. I feel like it was okay. I really honestly can't remember. I was, I met up with a friend when I was home in Boise and we went to the park with our masks on and we were talking about, you know, when we were in high school and all this stuff. And she started talking about a time where we basically had to all um, be a part of this protest against abortion where like, if your, if your birthday landed on a certain day, I don't really remember the specifics because I literally did not remember this until she said it. And even then I was like, that didn't happen. And then I was like, oh wait, yes it did. Um, <laughs> so we basically were like, made a part of this protest against abortion where if they drew your name or something, you had to put tape over your mouth for the day. So you represented a dead fetus. Uh, and I was like, oh, wow, no, they really, yeah, that really happened. Like, that really happened. And so I really can't say that I remember a lot. <laughs> I think you might have repressed that memory because that's, <laughs> that's some bad shit. That's scary. Aggressive. Yeah. Is that even I don't remember if it was, like, the school itself or if it was, like, an organization within the school. Either way, I remember it happening and like people had to wear them and it was weird. That's some handmaid's tail shit. I just remember a lot of like my education was shaped one by going to a very homogenous uh, Catholic school, but then also being raised like Baptist. So that just fucked up my perspective in like a lot of different ways. And it really wasn't until like late high school, early college where I was just like, that's incorrect. 
It's a lot, man. It's very incorrect, act. This doesn't even make sense. I didn't even connect dots until, like, college when I was literally forced to, like, go to YouTube University to pass actual university. Yes. I cut somebody off. Heather, were you about to say something? Well, I was just going to say that um, I went to public school all my life up until Niagara, so I don't have much experience. <laughs> basically. <laughs> I just like, what, was, what was your experience like for public school, though? Well, like we, like, like, wow, oh my god, my body just turned off. Um, what I was saying in last episode, um, how I kind of, like, have kind of forgotten, like, a lot of my, like, childhood, except for, like, specific events or, like, feelings that I can remember, but I know, like, a lot of it was... I always felt like I was excluded from everything. I always felt like I was the odd one out. Um, and it's weird because, like, so many people have experiences of, like, starting to be bullied in middle school, but I wasn't bullied until high school. So it's just very, like, interesting. Um, but, like, going through that and then also just feeling like it was just very methodic. Like, I felt like the only time I was learning was when I was in, like, English class. Because English it was something... English something else. Yeah, yeah, they are, you guys. They, we have a whole episode on how an English teacher changed your life. Miss <laughs> Kelly, yes. if you ever hear this, I love you. And your pattern pants, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was always, like, in anything that I took in relation to, like, art, I always felt like I was learning so much more about, like, who I was as a person, how I expressed myself, as well as just, like, learning in general. Like, it didn't feel like I was learning to pass a test. And I feel like that was just, like, the whole of my experience was just, like, learning to pass a test or, like, the basis of, like, what sex education is but like not enough obviously and also just like being bullied and never feeling like I was in the right place I just always felt like I was in like I was just like out of like the loop of everything just because I was like an outcast you know which might be surprising to you (laughs) (laughs) well I definitely feel like there's this weird pressure to perform form in any high school whether it's public or private high school like there's a weird I don't know I think media also has a lot to do with it like I saw I saw a TikTok the other day (laughs) I was like does anybody else did anybody else remember doing this and if not like don't tell me because I don't want to seem real weird but he was like do you remember developing personalities for yourself for like school and he was like going on about it and how, like, you know, basically becoming a stereotype, like, in a sense, because you have to be, like, remembered, known for something, I guess. And it's like, what are you going to be known for? And, like, there's so much just, like, pressure to do something. But I'm just, like, for me, I think media fucked me up. <laughs> and I also think it had its, you know, effects on, on folks and the way we perceive things. But... I don't really know where I was going with that. <laughs> well, I feel like, like, I know you sent me that one TikTok of, like, the guy that was just like, can we talk about, like, what 13-year-olds look like now in comparison to what we went through? And how it's, like, it seems as though, like, teenagers now don't have an awkward stage 
and it's like I'm really honestly I'm really jealous <laughs> just so jealous I'm just like where are your bright orange corduroy pants where are the plaid capris <laughs> the old navy pink Oh, the old navy was the move. <laughs> yeah. And like like Amelia, like you said, I think media has a lot to play into it, especially since like like me being twenty one going on twenty two, been out of high school, been out of college now. Like I watched a teen movie and I was like grossed out. I was like, first of all, <laughs> the fact that people actually thought like this, disgusting. The fact that I thought like this disgusting i don't even remember what i would have been remembered for i like nobody i talk nobody <laughs> uh the one movie was it called um of uh, the kissing booze mm -hmm. i was like first of all how did y'all get away with that in high school and second of all why are there all like 25 year olds playing 16 year olds 16 year old i mean 16 year olds now look like that but like that's because traditionally <laughs> to look like and now that's what they look like it's weird dude it's fucking yeah. weird. So weird but like the weirdest part about the kissing booth was like the emphasis like in a lot of teen movies the emphasis is always on sex and like appearance like like um in kissing booth literally the first like few minutes of it is like this girl she ripped her pants by accident and she had to like wear her backup, backup, backup skirt. Oh no. Which was like a really old skirt. And basically her ass was just hanging out. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I know for a fucking fact you got dress coded at the goddamn gate. I know you got dress coded. You can't lie to me. We got dress coded for having our knees out. You right. can't lie to me like that. Fingertips, if your fingertips are down, it's past that. You girls better go paint. <laughs> and then like, like in the first like 10, 15 minutes, it was literally like trigger warning, sorry. Um, but it was essentially just like the essence of sexual assault because a guy came up and literally just like grabbed her ass because her skirt was too short. And then the principal was just like, well, why were you wearing that skirt then? What happened to your backup pants? What happened to your backup, backup pants? But then it was made such a light situation. I was like, that's it's not cute. That's kind of dangerous. And then, like, it goes on, and it was just, like, romanticizing these really toxic, like, really aggressive tropes of relationships where, like, this guy gets super jealous because, like, another guy acts around in a date. So he literally punched him in the face and was like, don't go out with her. And then there's, like, other shows and movies that's, like, um... You know what makes me really worried about that, though, is, like, I like to think, like, because I've changed so much since then, and I've, like, seen maybe some representation that gives me a little bit of hope, I'm like, oh, you know, it's not the same as when I was a kid, like, things are changing, like, it's okay to be, like, you know, no, you're gay when, like, you're really young or something, and I, like, kind of think that way, but then I'm like, when's the last time I've actually been inside of a goddamn middle school? that makes me think that that hasn't gone away because it probably hasn't because so many of the stuff actually like maybe still does like happen like not to that extent but I'm like what I'm curious though like what has changed as far as like teaching style goes and like other kids and rules and like you know it's kind of yes Heather, Heather I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> um 
just from having a younger brother who's uh, like 17, you know, like from what I hear, like on conversations between like him and his girlfriend, it seems like it's become in terms of like student to student relationship, it seems a lot more toxic in a lot more subtle ways because of media going back to that whole theme that kids have gotten to un- like they understand a lot of different concepts that we might have not been aware of like i know like they talk a lot about you know like mental health and um like just like all these different things that like we may have not understood or they try to like put like names to different things or um they they it's almost just like it's like a maturity that I know that I didn't have when I was that age because I was still quite naive in the sense of like I we like didn't really have much of like those mental health conversations happening at that time so it was like I feel like I was still very naive in terms of like what I was going through because I didn't understand that but it's like just a lot more like subtle things because even though they're like 16 17 years old in high school it's like they think they know themselves already I mean I was like that too honestly I'm not <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I just had not like no like knowledge of like my own mental health or like maybe I don't know maybe it was my own school at that time that like no one talked about it this discussion so far has made me realize that media basically distracts us so much in our adolescence that we cannot see how horribly whitewashed our education is like what were what was everyone so preoccupied with when we were like yeah you know what i mean i'm just like all of this stuff that doesn't even really like exist in in life that we thought like was so true i don't know give me an example of what like what things that we thought were like true when we were younger but ended up being like not relevant at all or like things you were told like like the the way the way you're supposed to be living your life like can we talk about how homophobic people are always like yeah it's fine to be gay but just like don't bring it around me kind of nonsense where, or, like, don't shove it in my face. And I'm, like, literally, literally the pressure to have a significant other of the opposite sex through schooling my whole life was, like, severe. <laughs> and I'm, like, everyone needs to chill out. But that was, like, the thing. Like, that's what, you know. So I'm, like, if anyone's pushing an agenda, it is this heteronorm can't even say it. <laughs> narrative. Wow, that's a tongue twister. I'm gonna write in my warm up book. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it again. Um, but yeah, like that. I feel like that was one of the things that was like really predominant in like my growing up. Almost like, like, are you saying in terms of like, do you think it's like, 
wow, I just said like so many times in so many different ways. Um, do you think it's this idea that we try and push these different stereotypical views from societal standpoints on kids which distracts them from the actual education that they're getting correct because I didn't start taking my education seriously until I took a year off from college and like I was like do I want to go back and I did because I thought it would be helpful and now I'm in debt (laughs) (laughs) part of the narrative that they're like you "You have to go to school and you have to do this and whatever and like I'm not saying I regret you know I don't regret everything. I'm very grateful for the experiences and they've made me who I am today and everything. But it's like, we're just traumatizing me to look at the bigger picture. Like, I think I forgot. I realized today that like, I'm like, okay, now I am officially at a point in my life where like the next thing I do is completely up to me. That's so crazy because so much of my life has always been on such a tight schedule. And I think I kind of felt this like when the lockdown started happening back in March too, but I still was in school. I still had to graduate, you know, I still had like some sort of a curriculum to produce something. And this like, again, this thing, this pressure to perform and, but like to perform for who and like for what? And like, ultimately it's just fucking white men. You're just like, And you know what? White men just, like, aren't worth it. I think we forget how mediocre they can be. White men as the idea. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean. Gender is fluid. Piggybacking off of that, Amelia. Um, I agree, because, like, I honestly cannot remember anything educational-wise from high school, middle school, barely even college. Unless it was English class. Unless it was English class. I'll tell you, Miss Kelly, I miss you. How are you doing? <laughs> but um, honestly, because throughout high school, I think like my main thought process was really just like, who am I? No, damn well, I'm 21 years old. And I still don't know the answer to that question. And I'm a different person than I was back then. Because back then, I had the very um, heteronormative societal views and everything. And and then I, like, it was just so weird. Because in, like, high school, Kenya really was just trying to fit in anywhere and everywhere. And I was just like, I wanted to, like, not make too many waves because I didn't want enemies. But I also just, like, wanted everyone to be my friend but then I also hated everybody except for like five people so I was like you know all of us are just nodding our heads and it was just like it was because and it was really only like I think like junior year of college that I realized this I was really just trying to like live that that um that POV high school lifestyle I was just trying to live that main character lifestyle where I was like you know I was, I was cool with the jocks, but I was also cool with the nerds and the weebs. But then I was also cool with, like, the popular bitches. I wasn't cool with, like, any of them, except, like, my current roommate. <laughs> but it's just, like, I honestly didn't really even pay attention to the shit that we were learning until college. And I was just like, hey, some of that don't sound correct. That don't sound right. And then you realize Christopher Columbus was a piece of shit. 
it's just like Amelia said, we never actually pay attention to what we're learning because we're so busy trying to live up to that main character high school setting. But in reality, I'm gonna give y'all a secret for all of our like younger viewers who are probably still in high school listening. High school don't matter. I promise you, you're not gonna remember like 98% of those people within the next like three years. Not to say that a lot of those experiences cannot form to form you into who you are today. There's a lot of experiences from high school that helped form me into who I am today, whoever that may be. But just like high school, it's it's pivotal for you right now because it's happening right now. But like, there's more to it after them credits roll. That movie is only two and a half hours long. It's a long ass movie. That movie's only so long. It's Your life long. is longer than the span of that movie. Your life is longer than there's 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 a lot more coming. So relax. <laughs> Learn something. <laughs> That's funny Pass though. That math you, class. Like, yes, past math class. But like when you said basically till your junior year that you like didn't like the importance of things or like you started to sort of like figure out like what you liked and like what you wanted to do like just even even past that like time is but a thing like four years like like, finish like you don't even know what really what you like or who you are until you're junior in college or whatever age at that you could change something and then like still be in college and that's okay. Like, do you know how many people I know where the four year finishing mark pressured them so much they they decided to get something they don't even fucking use or like, and now they're doing post back. Like, you know, like the pressure to, to do that or to just like constantly like be better. And that's even in high school, like, like with, with all of that, I think like it's, I don't know there's there's way too much pressure for people to like quickly quickly find out what you want to do quickly quickly make your mark in society and like make sure you have a purpose and you're liked and you're like you know know. (laughs) (laughs) i think like grind culture a lot of people say grind culture is like mainly in media i feel like personally for me grind culture happened in high school because like from day one there's like okay figure out what college you want to go to you have to figure out a career path did anyone else take like those career test things and it was like your ideal career based on your life that were fucking made by eugenicists i remember talking when i was in high school about that and i like don't know why i wasn't angrier about it i think i just didn't have all of the knowledge to be as upset but i'm that's why i never took the sats i only took the acts not that much better but Because it was just like literally from the jump, it's it's automatically like figure out your life goal, figure out your plans, figure out your ambitions and your passions, work on those, do that, do this, work harder. And it's like I am fourteen. I don't even know what I want for dinner tonight. I don't even know what I want for dinner now. I'm probably not even gonna eat dinner tonight. It's just like like from the jump, it's immediately like mad pressure. And I feel like a lot of schools, especially public schools never actually give you like your full options like i've never heard an option outside of college or the military oh yeah i'm not doing option two 
I wonder. Well, I don't wonder, but I wonder. <laughs> um, like the whole idea of um, grind culture and needing to figure things out so young, and all of these pressures that come with like certain like like of a certain age and things like that like and like kind of the idea like going back to like how our education is very whitewashed and not um the truth or not like the whole truth of what we learn I just I think um that it's just definitely like I don't know I just feel like the education system that we have right now, no matter what the teachers want us to learn and, like, what they want to teach us, I just feel like the system is made to brainwash us into just falling into the capitalist um, institution and, like, not questioning anything. When, clearly, you know, Gen Z is different. Um <laughs> and millennials you know and it's like we it's just like it's been this whole idea of just I feel like it's just like this whole brainwashing tactic and like the whole pressure of making those decisions at such a young age is like part of that whole brainwashing idea so you end up just like staying middle class you know and just like having to stay in the system forever yes um, I think I posted something today. Ah, in regards to uh, free college. The wealthy elite will fight tooth and nail against free college for two reasons. One, it will be harder to fill the ranks of military with poor people if college is free. And two, starting off workers with enormous debt is the greatest innovation that capitalism ever came up with. Uh, that's a tweet from Existential Comms at essential comms um yeah basically we're all we are all in a simulation very carefully designed (laughs) to uh keep us where we are and it infuriates me when people are like this idea of individualism where it's like oh anything's possible if you just if you just believe, if you just, you know, do it and you can do it and anybody can become a millionaire like Jeff Bezos, like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm gonna stop you right there. You're always gonna be closer to being poor than you ever will be of being someone who's rich. Correct, 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 correct. <laughs> like, ooh, I saw this thing. And so, like, for those of you out there who don't know, I'm a K-pop fan. I'm, like, a quote-unquote older K-pop fan, because I've been, like, in the shit since, like, 2010. But especially, like, with a lot of, like, younger K-pop fans, I've realized, I've been just seeing a lot of things where it's just like, oh, well, if, if BTS can do this, then so can you. And I'm like, hold up now. One, I don't got BTS money. Let's start there. Um... I don't, like a lot of people do not have the circumstances required to do stuff like that, and this that and like that the K-pop thing is just like a jump off point. But it's just like a lot of people, the narrative just like like Amelia said, like you can do anything, you just put your mind to it, 
if it's just if you just believe in yourself if you believe in yourself you have the financial requirements you have the educational requirements you have the housing requirements you got the familial requirements yeah then anything is possible right like don't if lie you to meet the requirements give it give it to people straight like normalize doing those things because that's just the such a privileged perspective to just tell people like it's within your reach no it's within your reach <laughs> like, like no unless you want to grab it for me and yeah could you actually what am i getting that <laughs> and like you know and like we can go further in like the idea of how it's like working the amount that we work isn't normal and like as long as you get a good education that's what i hate i'm like what does that even mean that i believe if i just willingly believe in all of these things that like it's just an assimilation it's all just tools of white supremacy and trying to assimilate and be this homogenous glab What's funny is now I've actually, I mean, this is a terrible time. Like quarantine is not good, but absolutely is garbage. Like what's going on, but realistically, like not actually having to be on campus right now has saved me so much time and extending things and giving someone like a normal amount, a very reasonable amount of time to finish a project. I've never gotten better grades. Like Mm -hmm. it's just crazy because the fact that like people have to die we have to physically be like quarantined and all of this stuff has to happen that like now it's actually like (laughs) you're extending things but it's actually like everyone is really doing a lot better because you should have given us this amount of time in general and like this much space and being like do you need some time to like do whatever that's fine you know get it to me friday instead of wednesday you know what i mean like i'm still learning the material you're just you're just allowing me to like do it actually learn it actually learn it you know yeah instead of regurgitate information so i think we can all agree that we probably should have spent more time concerned with our actual education when we were younger but also it's not really our fault being victims to a incredibly capitalist society (laughs) that constantly reminds us to uh shut the fuck up and just do what we're supposed to do and um none of that exists yeah like i think that's also another thing that like it'd be really really cool if we normalized change a bit more in the sense of like it's really okay if you didn't notice these things until like a couple years ago or like a year ago or yesterday as long as like you know even though it's scary, but to, like, realize it and do your research and keep learning and, like, unlearning and, you know, becoming better for yourself and things like that. Because it's, like, it's it's so hard to, like, kind of, like, take off those, like, rose-colored glasses or just, like, take off that shield where you can, like, finally realize what's really going on. You know, it's like sometimes it takes people until they're like in their 50s to realize, you know, like there's no time frame of any of this stuff. And it's okay if it's like new to you or anything, you know, it's okay. Like you don't need to feel guilty as long as you're just working towards changing who you are as well. Now that you have all this new knowledge, you know, 
because people really like to play those games and try and like blame and put other people down for like not knowing something and it's just like bruh there was a point in time when you didn't know either so calm down (laughs) uh speaking of i think i have a kind of ironic let's unpack that (laughs) i said in the group chat earlier but it's just one of those um things that people share a lot it's almost like a poem it's a poem it's just a mask it's just six feet it's just two weeks it's just non-essential businesses it's just non-essential workers it's just a bar it's just a restaurant it's just to keep from overwhelming the hospitals it's just until the cases go down it's just to flatten the curve it's just a few inmates it's just to keep others from being scared. It's just a few more weeks. It's just a church. You could still pray. It's just a prayer. It's just until we get a vaccine. It's just a bracelet. It's just an app. It's just for tracing. It's just to let people know you're safe to be around. It's just to let others know who you've been in contact with. It's just a few more months. It's just some more inmates. It's just a video. It's just a post. It's just an email account. It's just for protecting each other. It's just for protecting other from hate speech. It's just for protecting others from hurt feelings. It's just a large gathering, but for protests. It's just a little microchip. It's just a blood test. It's just a test. It's just a scan. It's just for medical information. It's just a store a vaccine certificate. It's just to store a vaccine certificate. It's just like a credit card. It's just a few places that don't take cash. It's just so you can travel. It's just so you can get your driver's license. It's just so you can vote. It's just mail-in voting. It's just a few more years. It's just a statue. It's just a monument, (laughs) a building. It's just a song. It's just a lyric. It's just an anthem. It's just a few words, it's just a piece of paper, it's just a book, it's just a movie, it's just a TV show, it's just a cartoon character, it's just a piece of cloth, it's just a flag, it's just a dog at a protest, it's just a religion, it's just a holiday, it's just your guns, it's just the police, it's just the military, it's just your freedoms, dot, 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 gone forever, and, quote, it's just, end quote, the way they planned it. Really exhausting to read. I'm so sorry. I regret. Okay. <laughs> to the table. Before we unpack that, I would like to reenact how that smart person thinks that they're talking to people like us when they're talking to us. This is what they would say. <clears throat> Lizzie, what, what's going on? Who's who's making you wear the mask? And then this is how they think that we're talking. They are. <laughs> <laughs> but, but who's making... But who's, Who's making you go social distance six feet in the store? The, them. <laughs> that's what that's what they think we are. They think we're robots. Very, very, very yeah. <laughs> um, there's so much in that that's just so contradictory in trying to make a point that isn't really there. <laughs> You know, a wise woman once told me it's hard to find the right words if you have nothing to say. That was Liz. Liz told me that. <laughs> I, again, forgot that that was something. <laughs> um, Just, it's true. Like, that's, part, that's the 
stuck out to me was the it's just a gathering but it's like a protest part that that thing because i've heard that so many times especially by like older white folks just being like oh these youngsters aren't they supposed to be like concerned about a virus like youngsters think they're invincible so they're just gonna go out and protest and it's not even that bad and it's like that was really horrible like reenactment of it was great Thank you. <laughs> but, um, just like I've I've heard that excuse so many times. Just like oh well, like it. But you're it's okay as long as it's in a protest. Like that one comment, um, Heather, that you sent us. Just like they should have called it a peaceful protest. Yeah. It's like like I was talking to my grandmother about it too, because she was really concerned. So I went to a protest in Buffalo, and she was really concerned um, because she's like, I don't want you going out there in that big crowd because you know like like COVID she alive and I'm just like well yeah but you know it was a peaceful protest like we were distanced from other people and everything we took proper precautions and all that and it's just like I don't even know where I was going with this that that one part just like stuck to me real hard because like everyone will try everything in their power to be like like this is invalid some people have created full-on just like conspiracy theory like websites like all of these things about how it's planned and all this stuff i'm like they might i mean whatever they have a, a plan for for something behind that but here's the fact of the matter spending more time doing research and thinking that things are fraudulent when the fact of the matter is however it got here of a nastiness there is a real bacteria and a virus that can really get you sick do you want it or well, not? <laughs> because there's things you can do to not get it. It's just like that. That is real. So whatever thing you think is like a conspiracy theory or anything, whatever, think about it in your home. Put the mask on. <laughs> mask on. Put your mask on. And my biggest thing is like, if you have such an issue with like protesters, don't go to a protest. It's that but simple. They do because they have to back the blue, and they go without their masks. The blue is already back. It's all just to undermining very real things in a very dumb way. Like, <laughs> calm what down. What was that, Millie? I don't know. I live in the city now, so there's noises, but that was really loud. That window is open, though. It's probably what it was. It's just the wind. It's just the wind. Just the wind. I don't know. I'm just so sick of people doing the whole, like, trying to sound so poetic while really just saying, I'm an asshole. Like, if you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. But out of respect for other people, even even if, even if in the 1% chance that COVID is not real, let me correct that. Even in the zero point zero 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 percent that COVID is not real, out of respect for another person, or out of respect for a business, or out of respect for a child, wear your mask. Or if you don't want to wear a mask, that's fine. Don't go in heavily populated areas that require you to wear a mask. Don't get in someone's personal space because, like I said, even if like the very very tiny percent chance that COVID isn't real other things are real you're a stranger you shouldn't be that close to me in the first place you should be six feet away from me just because that's my personal bubble if I can stretch my arms out and I hit you 
you're too close to me. My wingspan is only 51 inches long. You're too close to me. Yes. You're too fucking close to me. Out of respect for other people, wear a mask. Don't use a racial slur because there shouldn't be a reason for you to use it anyways. Don't say triggering things. Don't say sexist things. Don't be an asshole. Don't try your hardest not to be offensive. And if someone says, hey, that offends me, don't, you don't, if someone comes up to you and says what you're doing is offending me or what you said is offensive, you don't get to decide that you didn't offend somebody. You don't get to decide that you didn't put someone's life in danger. You don't get to decide that if someone's coming up to you honestly and being like, yo, like, can you wear your mask? There are people who still come into my shop and they won't have a mask on, even though we have like four signs saying, wear your mask. And they'll just come in and be like, um, I'm sorry, can I get one of these, like, pull their shirt over their mouth? And I'm just like... I saw a video the other day of somebody in, like, a bodega filming a police officer and being like, where's your mask, dude? And he's like, mm-hmm. what? And he's like, do you have a mask? He's like, no, I don't have it. And he's like, okay, well, then you can't be in here. And he was like, no, I'm just going to get some things, like, uh, the fuck out of my way. And I was like, I, the absolute gall of some people, it just really, it's just, it's just dumb. Like, you're just being dumb. What's that whole, there's like a theory. I, I remember learning it in high school of like, you know, either heaven exists and you're a good person, you die and you go there, or heaven doesn't exist, you're a good person, and you die. And either way, you were a good person. So I'm just like, what is the issue? Like, why do you, you are already a number in a system, my guy. The government has all the information it could ever want on you. The car you drive, the house you own or lease, I just, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And it's so ironic because here we are, like, we've been brainwashed our whole lives to believe all these things are true when really it doesn't matter. And that's okay. We just don't need to believe in these things anymore. And then you have these people that are like, they're trying to ruin your life and everything's going to be taken away from you. And I'm like, it already is, bro. Like, we have nothing. (laughs) Like... We yeah, have the younger generation, Gen Z is brainwashed and everything. It's like, yeah, we have been brainwashed. However, we're just paying attention now. And they're like, they're going to take all your, your rights and your freedoms away. Like, no, no, they are. Like you really said, they already took them away. We're just making you aware of it. It's not that life is stopping. It's life as you know it is stopping. We ain't putting up with that shit no more. And that's on period. Heather, you raised your hand. <laughs> Um, well, I was just going to say, it also makes me really mad that it seems like a young individual can never be passionate about anything if it questions society and the world as we know it. Like, the minute that we have something to say is the minute that all these older people come out here and gaslight you into saying you're wrong into saying you're stupid into saying to stop worrying about it you can't change everything or you can't change anything and just stuff like that and I'm just kind of like 
you're more part of the system than we will ever be because we actually have the fucking audacity and courage to actually question the shit that you haven't questioned ever in your life. So sit down and let us do the work. I'm getting that on a t-shirt. <laughs> we have the audacity. <laughs> I'm just like, come on, stop. Like, you think that, like, you're doing something, but you're just representing your social security number more! It's just so silly. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop thinking you're doing something. <sighs> then we forget that those are the same people who benefit from from said system. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, they're going to be like, shut up. You yeah. dumb little girl. And you're gonna be like, whoa there. <laughs> All I was doing <laughs> was existing. And so if that's a threat to you, I don't know what to tell you. Oops. <laughs> One of us needs to change. I've <laughs> already changed this morning. So I already took a shower. <laughs> you take one. <laughs> just tell them to take a shower. Be so they won't silly. know what to do. It would be so silly, and they would just be, like, very, very angry. <laughs> so bad. And then you continue to just say things to them, and then they just get more mad, and it gets more funny. Like, and you should also brush your teeth and they're like I do it every day just eat the fruit once in a while would ya use mouthwash I saw this thing and I was talking about like Gen Z and why like for the majority of like we're so good at just like talking and um especially when it's like older generations like trying to talk down to us and everything and we're just so calm the entire time and it was like I don't know if y'all realize we are a joke to ourselves. We don't even take ourselves seriously. We know we're in a sim. So whatever you say to us, we'll just like, oh, word? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. Be like, you think you can hurt my feelings? You ain't never heard the voice in my head, fool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, the episode of Rick and Morty. <laughs> this is the episode of Rick and Morty. And Beth, the mother, or not Beth. Yeah, Beth. Whatever. The mom was talking, yes, Beth, the mother, was talking to her daughter, Summer, and she was like, your generation would never understand. That day traumatized me, and without blinking, Summer's just like, bitch, my generation eats trauma for breakfast, and I was like, oh my god, she's right. (laughs) Every morning. Every morning. Every morning. With just like a little side of angst. Just... (laughs) Eat a bowl of nails for breakfast without <laughs> depression with no ice. Like, <laughs> and it was just like, and I think it's because, like, not that we've become desensitized. I mean, we have been desensitized to like a lot of shit, but we just become so aware of so much shit. Trauma porn. We've just been aware of so much shit that now when it comes up, we're just like, yes. This is that. This A is B. Yes. Two plus two is four. It ain't five yet. It'll be five tomorrow, but right now, it's three and a half. Just like, like we see that shit so much, and it's just like we see it, we acknowledge it. We don't really know how to move forward with it all the time, but we can see it and acknowledge it. Whereas, like, I've noticed a lot of people in the older generation, 
see it and it's just painted as something else as a means of survival, as a means to just get through it. And like now, we're just like, we ain't getting through shit. <laughs> the world's on pause, we ain't getting through nothing. Talk about it. Let's deal with it. I don't disagree. Wow. Let's stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. Let's stop doing that. <laughs> the word, the word just has become so belittling. Yeah. Especially in this poem. Yeah. <laughs> and don't advocate to send your children back to school unless they can take the absolute utmost social distance protocols and since they cannot don't send them back and accommodate them for being at home yeah maybe this will be good for a generation of children to like not be around this yes true to perform and just be able to like exist hopefully as much as you can like with like things being closed and some people have my girlfriend just wrote a whole article about um jammed like housing people who are having to do schooling and like a bunch of little kids in like a small house and all this stuff and like not being like having the privilege like with some parents whose little kids have like their own little classroom at home and things like that and all of that but like helping to accommodate them so that this isn't so much of a burden on the parent like send everybody a fucking laptop it's the least you can do like just yeah. put your money where your mouth is yeah, yeah. Well, shut the fuck up and send us your money do that yeah <laughs> give me your money we just must rob jeff bezos <laughs> we have to rob him uh, for um, for all legal purposes this is a joke <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg, also, instead of trying to fucking buy Hawaii, buy these kids laptops. Right. And Give the money to Hawaii. Put or the money not. into saving <laughs> Hawaii. Stop just trying to take shit. Damn. Also, Help be helpful. Also, <laughs> yes, no, you're fine. I was just going to say if there's any parents who are listening, I would also just like to remind you that please, 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 pretty please, don't blame the schools. I'm gonna cry. My mom works at a school and she's so stressed out. And that poor environment has become so toxic because these parents are just so mean. And it's like the things that they hear on social media and to their faces about what's going on. It's not their fault. It's not the school staff's fault. It's not the teacher's fault. They're doing their best. Please just, like, don't blame them. (laughs) Yeah, blame the system. Don't blame the other people because it's not their fault. We're all just trying to figure it out. Please don't blame them. And if you know any parents that's doing this, please send this, at least this part to them. I'm actually, it makes me so sad. (laughs) And, like, people, like, likes to forget that teachers are people, too. They're not machines. Like, it's not just your kids who are at risk. It's teachers and staff and then their kids and their families. Like, we get it. School is, school is a lot of things for a lot of people. But it's also, like, it's it's a lot of things for a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, hopefully this will help um, take away the idea that the public education system is essentially raising a child. Um, yeah. And maybe you raise them <laughs> as their parent. 
but also like I know parents are also like trying to work from home and like take care of their kids and that's why we're all we're all doing the best we can under a very capitalist society that does not like to help us out and yes we gotta help each other out in these times and um don't yell at your school faculty and parents be patient with yourselves and your children and um you'll be fine <laughs> just believe yeah. just like so smoothly this really can <laughs> as long as we're just supporting each other and taking down the systems yes yes so don't get mad at the people that just have to exist in the systems just don't hate the players man hate the game Ooh, ooh, say it again <laughs> that's where this that's where that quote should be used Write that down. Write that down, write that down. Well, <laughs> oh, thank you everyone for this lovely chat. I quite enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, Yay. I always think he's all fired up. <laughs> Be kind to each other. Be kind yeah. to yourselves. As much as I hate the phrase, we are in untested times. We in some fucked up times. <laughs> you know? No one is doing anything correctly. No one knows what the hell is going on. So, give yourself time. That's all we have. Make a bullet journal. The things that you can control, get control of them. It'll make it like, even if it's just like 0.2% less chaotic or overwhelming, do it. Do it. Schedule to make yourself tea in the morning. Schedule when to drink water. Schedule when you're going to go to sleep. Just what you can't control, control it. And what you can't control, don't let it go. <laughs> Just work from a different angle. Okay, angle. Figure out what works for you. Yes, there is no supposed to be. Oh, I put a cute little TikTok on our page the other day. Yes. About time not being real, and it's just this little stick drawing. And he's like, time does not exist. <laughs> it's very, yeah, pretty much. There is no, what is it? There is no where, there is no supposed to be. Yes. That's made me cry. <laughs> Nowhere, there is no supposed to be. Man, your timeline is your timeline. It's not somebody else's timeline. Get off my timeline. Don't worry about my timeline. We're very timeline. Remember, <laughs> don't let them control you. Don't let them. Don't let them. them. Love you, mean it. It's broken. <laughs> Bye. No child left behind. At entrance of a West Philadelphia high school, officer with gun perched on each waist asked me if I have any weapons. I hold up my book. He doesn't find that funny. Tells me to empty pockets, walk through metal detector, 8.03 a.m. I wait for two students to pass through first. Already, I wonder what they have learned. I heard the newly built prison a few miles away bought their test scores as wallpaper. But we say, no child left behind, because it's a slogan for the slick, who co-opt the principal as old as the pyramids, then draft them onto t-shirts. Sell your grandmother's dedication back to you for $14.99. Stand on political platforms and speak that shit in the megaphones to convince you that you have not heard it before, like your mama did not work three jobs and average two hours of sleep a night, so you would not be left behind. Like your 
your daddy, didn't stop drinking, teach you how to drive, show you how to fight, gave you lunch money when he didn't have it to give, so you would not be left behind. No child left behind is a bumper sticker. A caption. An empty slogan with no room for imagination. So I asked them if they have dreams. Eleven students raised their hands barely above their shoulders as if they were sitting in history class unsure of the right answer. Yep. One student in the first row named Luciano is waiting for me to tell him what page to turn to. Another student in the eighth row is trying to decide if this is a trick question. There's no right answer, I say, but they are far, far too comfortable with the right, right to remain silent. See, we hunker down in dimly lit classrooms and memorize some shit about Lincoln freeing uh -huh. slaves oh, yeah? with a magical document called an Emancipation Proclamation. You feed us the rotten fruit of untold stories, then penalize us when we'd rather be gangsters. gangsters. Then listen to another nifty little tale about George Washington Carver and his innovation with that peanut. See, there's nothing threatening about the etymology of Jiffy, but you talk to us about Haiti and we might remember the fire in our bellies. I'm, es I'm escorted to an auditorium where there are 130 black and Latino students. We, we talk, talk about, about hip hop. hop. They think poetry is what old white people do. I tell them my favorite poem is Miss Fat Booty because I like the storytelling. Yeah. They giggle as if they're still kids. Because kids these days tie poetry to a chair and they torture it with bad hip hop. They, they flog and, and they beat it. it. They, they trick and BET it. it. Deny it food, water, and light. Figure out how to booty shake to it. Hire a video vixen for it. Get Lil John to remix it. Chop and then screw it. it. No child left behind. Even when the culture is sick, we don't do it. The first time I read a book by a Latina author was in college. Yep. The wind in my chest stood up. It had been 18 long years of textbooks filled with everything but me. For the first time, for the first time, my body knew a world that could hold it. See, the quickest way to silence a mouth is to treat it as if none had come before. There are thousands of unreported lynchings that happen in American classrooms each year. The victims are between the ages of 5 and 19. They are black, black and, and brown, brown and gay and, gay and poor and, and different and other and not enough and too much. Round pegs in square classrooms. Children suffering for not being who we want them to be. For having voices too loud. Accents too thick. Pockets too thin for, for classrooms, classrooms to honor us just as, as we are. are.